0: Catholic commentary. Spiritual warfare. Stay ready, so you don't have to get ready. Jesus. Nine one one.
1: Soul Patrol. Jesus. Nine one one. My name is Jesse Romero. Two man car. Rumen will be on in a second here. Uh, we got some uh, pretty interesting topics that we're going to be talking about today. Let me jump right into what is the month of October for us as Catholics. Well, family, October is the month which the Catholic Church dedicates to the Holy Rosary. It's a devotion which Our Lady loves most, and she's asked us to pray it frequently, and if possible, every day. She said this in several apparitions to St. Dominic de Guzman, Blessed Ellen de La Roche, St. Bernadette Subaru in Lourdes, Blessed Jacinta, Blessed Francesco, Sister Lucia of Fatima, St. Louis of Montfort. The rosary is a Marian devotion that really highlights Mary as a Queen Mother with several popes throughout the centuries have endorsed and encouraged faithful Catholics to pray as a manifestation of our filial trust for the Mother of God because we know of her powerful intercession uh, in front of the Blessed Trinity throughout the course of history, Ruben, are you there? Ruben, are you ten eight? I'm here. Jess, can you hear me? Yeah, yeah, I can hear you now. You are on. You are on clear. All right.
2: Hey, Good let me, morning. Let me, guys.
1: let me make a quick announcement before we get onto the topic. I just want to mention that uh, <clears throat> it, uh, there's some um, pro-life billboards going on here in Phoenix, all over the freeways. It's called the organization is called Catholics. For Catholics in God We Vote. So it's a, it's an organization that's going national. They're putting billboards all over the country. It's called Catholics for Catholics. And uh, it, it's got a pretty cool site It says Vote Pro-Life. And it's got a picture of Our Lady of Guadalupe. Uh, so apparently this organization wants to go throughout the whole country. That's a good thing. Billboards uh, with Our Lady Guadalupe saying Vote Pro-Life throughout the country. That's a good thing. The organization is called Catholics for Catholics. And as I get more information about them, I'll let you know about uh, uh, as I uh, get more information about that organization.
2: That's great. That's great. Uh, I think what's um, the first t- topic we're going to talk about is uh, is most abortions are banned in 14 states and more states are, are trying to follow that. So that's a good thing. Uh, saving more lives. And so LifeSite has a, a good article on uh, on just which states are. Uh, the uh, pro-life states you want to get into that
1: jesse yeah yeah we'll we'll get into that so according to lifestyle they've done their due diligence and they've said that uh uh now that roe versus wade has fallen you know when roe versus wade got toppled by the fed by the supreme court justices uh i knew it wasn't going to be over the left yeah. is fighting harder than even before Now they're fighting with a vengeance like I've never seen, Ruben. And uh, again, they've got the Brandon administration on their side and they've weaponized law enforcement. So they've got, you know, they've uh, they've stacked the deck on their side. So there's 14 states now that have virtually banned all abortions. And there's another state, another state limits abortion at around six weeks with a fetal heartbeat law. And several more states may soon enforce new pro-life laws following the Supreme Court's historic ruling in Dobbs v. Jackson Women's Health Clinic in June. Uh, so it'll, it'll, it'll give you some of the states, for example, that uh, here's one article that says 66 clinics have stopped committing abortions since Roe fell. That's, a gr- that's great news right there. So I guess it's 63, uh, 66 clinics uh, around the country so uh that's around 22 million women of reproductive age uh 29 percent of the national of of the national total so we've made a dent roe versus wade has made a dent but it's not the it's not the silver bullet ruben this is still being fought on a state by state basis
2: yeah and when that when that was passed jesse uh I mean, the uh, for the the polls were showing the Republicans were really pulling away uh, with um, you know their their lead over some of these in the Senate races and House races, and um, Joe Biden's popularity was dropping by you know leaps and bounds. And but then this came in and it it it, it charged the the left and uh, their numbers started going back up. I, I don't know if you noticed that, but. Um, that's their rally call, and uh, they're getting more people out there to to register to vote, and 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 it's it's all about this this uh, story that you know um, you're, you're you're we're going backwards. We're taking uh, we're taking all these rights away from women, and you know we're going to go to backstreet alleys now. They're saying abortions will always going to happen, whether you know it's going to be safe or not is the is the question. So. Yeah, they're charged up to fight. So we have to st- stand up tall, stand tall to, to, to fight back. And, uh, you know, obviously we do it with our prayer
1: and uh, and getting out there, our action by getting out on the front lines. Right. Have- v- voting. I'm going to tell you, right, it's, it's pretty easy right now, Ruben. I tell people, and they say, Jesse, how do I vote? I say this vote Republican all the way down the, the ticket. It's that's it's not even difficult right now, all the way down. You don't even have to think. Why? Because when we're talking about party platforms, right now, Ruben, the the Democrat Party platform, and I've mentioned it before, the Temple of Satan's party platform are identical. How do I know? I've went to the Temple of Satan's party platform on their website. And it's identical on the moral issues and on the life issues of the Democrat Party. So need I say More to vote for the democrat party would be to align yourself with the temple of satan right now
2: yeah exactly <laughs> it's so uh,
1: I, yeah it's that, it's pretty apparent
2: right, right. I, you want to go into uh yeah let's go which, to some of
1: the states uh, there, there's a map there when you move your mouse to it it got it got like gray states it got like yellow yeah. states and blue states so i think the blue states are the ones uh where where there's abortion bans. Let me see. I I went over uh, to Idaho. It says, trigger law in effect, banning abortion throughout pregnancy. Ah, so that's in Idaho. Performing or attempting to perform an abortion at any stage of pregnancy can lead to between two to five years in prison and suspension of medical licenses under the trigger law. I'm moving over to another blue, uh, blue state here. Well, it's blue state on the map. They're actually red states. Oh, And politically, but there are blue states on the map. It says, uh, South Dakota, trigger law in effect, banning abortion throughout pregnancy. Performing an abortion or prescribing abortion, inducing drugs to a pregnant woman or obtaining them for her, is a felony carrying up to two years in prison and $4,000 in fines. I'm going to move over to the right a little bit. There's another state. It's called, yeah, Wisconsin. <clears throat> yeah. W I or M I? Is it M I or it's W I? W I. It says roll Law in effect banning abortion throughout pregnancy. Uh, the penalties are killing an unborn child is prohibited from conception, and is a class H felony carrying up to six years in prison and ten thousand dollars in fines. Go ahead, Ruben. You want to do a, yeah. uh, move your mouse over a couple. Well,
2: you know, I was uh, impressed with your state over there in Arizona, Jesse. What um, it says row Ro, pre-roe law in effect. So that that's that's the trigger law that we're talking about. These were laws that were already on the books, and it was once the the roe v. Wade was overturned, it caused these to go into effect. Uh so this is Arizona performing an abortion or providing a pregnant woman with drugs to cause an abortion is a felony carrying between two to five years in prison. The exceptions when necessary to save the mother's life. And the personhood law, a fetal personhood law is also blocked pending litigation. So that's still, they're still fighting for that. Abortion-free clinics um, ha- uh, have ceased abortions and uh, abortions in 2020, 13,273. Uh, so that's uh, that's really good for your state, Jess. And, and it's good because it gives me options, you know, I'm, when I'm looking for states to move out of California. like
1: <laughs> Yeah, no, I mean, yeah, Ruben, because I mean, you know, everybody has to... Y- y- I'm sure you know people were all thinking like this. Uh it's like a, life is like a chess game, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. say, okay, how can I stay ahead of the enemy? And how can how can I be more effective for Jesus Christ? And so sometimes you have to make moves. Uh but but not just moves could say, "Oh, I'm going to make, you know, keep more money in my check or no, who cares about that? Moves that are how am I, go, am I going to be able to advance the kingdom of God more if I move to Alaska or I move to Tennessee? It's all about advancing the kingdom of God, not about like, you know, I'll have lower gas prices and I'll have more money on my retirement. Who cares about that? It's all about winning souls for Christ and advancing his cause.
2: That's good. That's well said, Jess. Georgia is a key state too, and let's go to Georgia. Yeah, put Man- put the put penalties, penalties between 1 to 10 years in prison, and medical license sanctions for criminal abortions. Wow. So you've got the doctors that are, uh, you know, they're on pins and needles now thinking, well, if I go ahead and do an abortion, I'm going to, I'm going to the can, you know, and so, so it, it, it's going to stop them in the tracks. The exceptions for rape and incest reported to law enforcement up to 20 weeks of pregnancy when necessary to, in order to prevent the death of a pregnant woman or serious irreversible injury to a major bodily function. And for medically futile pregnancies. Now, Jess, you want to speak on that? You know, the Ch- Catholic Church—do um, they make exceptions for people with, uh, uh, you know, to save a woman's life? No, I—I I, I, I know you can't—you can't, you can't yeah, kill no, the I, baby.
1: Yeah, uh, I mean, th- there's there's a thing called the the uh, principle of double effect. I mean, when you're trying to save the mother's life, if in the midst of that the baby dies, that's called the the, the law of double effect. You didn't intend. To kill the baby, the baby just died uh, in the course of trying to save mom's life. So that that would not be called an abortion. That's just an accident, it's a misfortune. Jesus nine one one. We'll be back. We'll continue talking about some of these states and some of their pro life laws. Give you guys some hope.
0: Now back to Jesus nine one one. If this call is not an emergency. Dial 888-526-2151.
1: Soul Patrol, Jesus 911, two-man car, Jess Romero, Ruben Nava. Hey, I got a quick commercial before we continue with this these good news stories about these pro-life states. Uh, here over in uh, Phoenix, Arizona, uh, J- there's an organization called Catholics for Catholics, c4c.com, c4c.com. They're uh, General Flynn and Father Altman are going to come down to Phoenix, Arizona next week. Uh, it's going to be next, uh, a week from today, which is the 13th, uh, 10 13 next Thursday. And uh, they're going to be giving lectures on the importance of voting like a Catholic. What I like about this is that you have a spiritual leader, Father Altman, and you got a, a Catholic civic leader, General Flynn. Both of them are, sh- are, are, are coming together and showing us about how important it is uh, for the spiritual and the civil to come together. In other words, we can't, we can't separate ourselves. The civil and the spiritual are together. And so next Thursday, I'm going to be there. I'll be, uh, they're going to be, both be speaking to hundreds of Catholics at the embassy suites by the Hilton in Phoenix, in Phoenix. It's called the Embassy Suites by the Hilton. If you want your tickets, go to c4c.com. That stands for Catholics for Catholics.com. C, the the letter C, 4c.com. And I'll see you next Thursday at the Embassy Suites by the Hilton with Father James Altman speaking about the spiritual components of voting and General Flynn talking about the civic components of voting. Ruben, go ahead.
2: It just uh, go back to the uh, the article. Yeah, Alabama—that's another good state uh, to live in. Apparently, that they've got a ban throughout pregnancy; it's it's illegal at at all stages of pregnancy in Alabama. Federal court uh, lifted an injunction on the state's total near abortion wow. ban uh, enacted in 2019. Attorney General Steve Marshall announced within hours of the Dobbs ruling, um, and then uh, the penalties. Known as the Human Life Protection Act, makes performing an abortion a Class A felony that can result in life imprisonment. Class A felonies are the highest levels of crime in Alabama, and first-degree murder and first-degree rape. So, in the co-
1: the country is seriously divided. As we look at the map right now, uh, you're, you're, we're we're talking about the Civil War all over again: the North versus the South. This is this is the fight over slavery once again, and the new slaves are pre-born human beings babies in the mother's womb this is the fight again and guess what the democrats were on the wrong side of history the first time around during the slavery and the democrats are wrong again uh, on this issue which is the issue of killing innocent pre-born human beings hey let's look at the great state of texas I'm, i'm looking over at the great state of texas it says trigger law in effect Banning abortion throughout pregnancy, a six-week heartbeat ban, and pre-roll restrictions are are also still in effect. Penalties the trigger law makes abortion a Class A felony that can result up to up to life imprisonment, and up to a hundred thousand dollars in fines. Wow, Texas is 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 is, uh, is bringing the smackdown to to abortion. Let's look at the great state of Florida. Florida, it says 15-week ban in effect, litigation ongoing, penalty up to five years in prison and $5,000 fines for criminal abortions. So what's next? It says Governor Ron DeSantis has said Florida will work on further pro-life protections. The Florida Supreme Court recognized a right to, uh, to abortion in the state constitution in 1989, but all of the current justices were appointed by Republicans. So uh hopefully that will uh that will be uh overturned uh, under the DeSantis governorship. Let's look at Tennessee. That's where uh a lot of I know a lot of people Candace Owens moved over there, uh, uh Ben Shapiro. Yeah. yeah a lot Beautiful of, a lot of yeah a lot of good people are moving out to Tennessee. Uh yeah. trigger law effect. Banning abortion throughout pregnancy. Performing an illegal abortion as a felony carrying up carrying between three to fifteen years in prison And up to $10,000 in fines. Go ahead, Ruben. Yeah. Pick another three states.
2: Okay. Um, Let's go to another one that's, uh, it's kind of uh, on the border. This is not a, this is not a, I'm going to give you an example of one that's not uh, pro-life yet, but abortion is legal on demand at the moment of birth. This is New Mexico. Okay. State law does not protect. Okay. So that's, I thought that one had a, a. it was, uh, it's it's completely going for abortion. So how about, <clears throat> how about this one in uh, uh, Arkansas? Arkansas, trigger law in effect, banning abortion throughout pregnancy, performing or uh, the penalties uh is you're going to carry a, a, a fine of uh, t- up to 10 years in prison on a $100,000 fine. And, uh, and they have the exception to preserve life uh, of a pregnant woman whose life is endangered by physical disorder, physical illness or physical injury. And um, Planned Parenthood, Great Plains has stopped ab- aborting babies in Arkansas. Last wow. year, um, abortions, they had uh, 3,154 abortions. So that's uh, a drop
1: in the bucket compared to other places. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that's 3,000 uh, too much, but that's, that's nothing compared to other states.
2: Yeah. Okay. So pick another one. Another, okay. So another one, uh, Louisiana. Louisiana, it's a ban, 10 years, banning, a total ban, in fact, um, it's got 10 years in prison, up to $100,000 fines for abortion before 15 weeks, between 1 to 15 years in prison, up to $200,000 fines for abortions after 15 weeks. Uh, Exceptions when necessary to save the mother's life or prevent serious um, injury or irreversible injury to a major bodily function. Or if two doctors agree that the baby wouldn't survive after birth. And uh, that's last year they had uh, 77,444 abortions. Um, And then, uh, you know, pick
1: another one, pick another
2: one. Okay. Let's see. uh, Another one. Uh, You already talked about Idaho, West Virginia, Uh, West Virginia. You got, um, uh, except, say Jim Justice, the governor, signed West Virginia's new pro-life law bans abortion from implantation, with some exceptions. A ban on abortion throughout pregnancy, in effect. Rape and incest reported uh, to law enforcement up to eight weeks. This is for the exceptions. For adults, and 14 weeks for minors. Uh, lethal fetal anomalies and medical emergencies, defined as when a medical condition would necessitate an abortion to avert serious risk of patient's death. Or serious risk of substantial life-threatening physical impairment of a bodily function not including psychological or emotional conditions that's good that's that's huge right there because that's what the that, that's what the left likes to throw in there: psychological and emotional conditions mm-hmm. you know uh or i can't afford the baby so i am gonna. that's my reason to have it you know uh oh, this is going to give me a meltdown so i'm i'm i'm,
1: I'm gonna have it <laughs> Hey, Ruben, let me make two comments. Number one, first of all, the the, the term left and right, they're not political terms. They're New Testament terms. They come right from the lips of Jesus Christ, our Lord and Savior. In Matthew 25, 31 to 46, he says that at the the general judgment, those on the left will be damned and those on the right, called the sheep, will be saved. So uh, I just want to let people know, anybody who's a baptized Catholic Christian I would shudder in my boots to call myself a, a, a man of the left or a woman of the left. What you're basically saying, according to New Testament theology, is that I'm damned and going to hell. The second thing I would say, I would shudder in my boots being a Roman Catholic Christian governor, dying and having to face Jesus Christ one day, as Governor Newsom will have to do, having placed billboards all over, all over these states that me and Ruben are mentioning, He's flooded those states with billboards and he's put signs that says, if you're pregnant and you want an abortion, come to California. It's a sanctuary state. It's an abortion sanctuary state. We will pay your airfare, pay your hotel, pay your abortion and fly you back home. And then Governor Newsom has the audacity of putting a Bible verse underneath uh, that invitation to come have an abortion. Uh, he says, you know, uh, whatever you. Uh, what's the verse he quotes? It's uh, something about love your brothers. Uh, yeah,
2: yeah. Mark,
1: let me see. Let me look it up. Yeah, Mark, twelve. About your
2: your love, your neighbor. For, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Just
1: uh, yeah, this, yeah. You're talking
2: about California. This is what's what's upsetting me here is that uh, okay. There's a California bill that would allow killing babies in infanticide up to 20 days after birth. Wow, and this these California policymakers who make up the future of abortion council. It's called they drop, they drop this bombshell. it's it's their intent is to not only to codify the killing of unborn children throughout all nine months of pregnancy, but to decriminalize killing newborns days or even weeks after birth. It's a the new language added to a b two two, two three last week revealed the disturbing intent. The proposed legislation would shield a mother from civil and criminal charges for any actions or omissions related to her pregnancy, including miscarriage, stillbirth, or abortion or perinatal death. Although definitions of perinatal death vary, all, all of them include the demise of newborn seven days or more after birth. And uh, <clears throat> the bill from Assemblywoman Buffy Winks weeks, additionally protects anyone who aids or assists a pregnant person in exercising these rights. So it also allows a woman to sue any police department or legal authority, which which arrests or charges her for hurting or killing her child under provisions of the bill. Can you believe this? Um, For years, pro-life advocates have argued there is no moral difference between ending a child's life days before birth or after before birth or after death. I'm assuming or days after birth, I should say. We agree. You know, it's a baby in the womb and out of the womb. California's pro-abortion legislators now seemingly agree because, uh, as this Jonathan Keller, the president of the California Family Council, says, a political culture that justifies killing millions of children in the womb is now declaring open season on unwanted newborns. Every Californian must oppose this heinous bill. Can you hear me, Jess?
1: Yeah, I can hear you. Ruben, and I just got the website, I mean, uh, the billboard. That yeah. Newsom has put across the country. Here's what it says: the billboard says, Need an abortion? Question mark. California's ready to help. Learn more at abortion.ca.gov. <laughs> then he puts the Bible verse underneath as blasphemer. Mark 12, 31. Boy, it's going to be pretty hot where he ends up at. It says, Love your neighbor as you as yourself. There is no greater commandment than, the, than these. Talk about twisting scripture and taking that out of context. Then it says in the bottom, he takes full, uh, our Lord Jesus Christ is going to show him this at his personal particular judgment. Right underneath the Bible words, it says, paid for by Newsom for California governor 2022.
2: That's just evil. That is evil, Jess.
1: Yeah. Ruben, we got some, you know what? Uh, We got some evil people right now running the show on uh, civilly uh, and spiritually. In, in the church and in political matters. And you know what? Uh, we know how it all ends. It's not going to end well with for them. we just got to clutch our rosaries, fire off our rosary AR-15s, keep your eyes on Jesus, be holy or die trying.
0: Now, back to Jesus 911. If this call is not an emergency, dial 888 526 212
1: 5-1. Soul Patrol Jesus 911. Two-man car Jess from Nava. Hey, we got a short clip, Ruben. What do we have? Okay, so I I, I gave a,
2: a, a little bit of a introduction on the last show on Tuesday, and uh, it was brought to my attention that a Catholic priest in Boyle Heights, uh, Father Brendan Boosie, was seen in a video on his on his uh homily. Explaining the the significance of Measure A, that's in the upcoming election in LA County, it's going to allow the Board of Supervisors to remove the sheriff, an elected position, to remove the sheriff from office if they get four fifths of their of the board to vote uh, against him. And um, you know he he's saying this in mass, and they had a group that was passing out flyers called LA Voice faith votes. It was a flyer uh, or actually a little card they were handing out and he's holding it in this little clip. He's holding it as he's, you know, uh, giving his sermon and, and he's, he, it says on the card vote in the 22 elections. You know, I pledged to, I, I pledge to vote yes on measure a, it doesn't give an option to, like, I'm, I'm going to vote no on it. And then uh, some other, other things that I won't vote yes on measure ULA, whatever that is. But uh, it's like he's endorsing it. And uh, it just is, it's hypocritical because the, as, as we know that uh, we, we, to- we talked about on the show previously, when we had the sheriff on our show, he, he um, did a commercial at San Alfonso's Catholic church and, and uh, he was blasted for that in the media and the, the and the Archbishop Gomez uh, basically made him take it down. So wow. he says he can't be involved in political things, but yet this priest is, is, in, is pushing this. And so I got the letter that uh, that the sheriff's wife sent to Archbishop Gomez, um, his wife, Vivian. And she, she, she says that the devoted Catholic, I was shocked and disappointed to see the L.A. Voice political propaganda promoted to the parishioners during Mass at Dolores Mission on Sunday, October 2nd. Not so long ago, you asked my husband to take down a commercial because, because the church does not get involved in politics. My husband's video did not mention the Catholic Church or have a priest speaking on his behalf, yet Mass at Dolores Mission did. We respectfully took down our video, although it crushed my heart because that has been my parish since I was a little girl and still is to date. I humbly request if you are going to allow political propaganda, then please allow my, my husband to speak on such a sensitive measure, one which I believe is undermining our constitutional rights. So with that, let's play the clip. Uh, on Fox and News.
3: Christine, it is a controversy that continues to grow this late hour and at the center of it is one of the largest voting groups in all of LA County, 4 million Catholics in LA County alone. And right in the very middle of the controversy is a is a very controversial Sunday sermon that some say went way too far than just preaching to the choir. Listen why. It's at the heart of our faith to write down, to commit ourselves to the vision we want for our kids, for our families, for our neighborhoods. Preaching politics and religion, the Sunday sermon now at the center of a growing controversy. Dangerous precedent, you think?
0: I would say so. Mm-hmm. Definitely, because the, you know, the bully pulpit
3: in its true form everyone has and can use it. But a priest, he says, using that bully pulpit is far more serious. That is the LA County Sheriff Alex Vianueva now pushing back against the Sunday message from Father Brendan Bussey at the Dolores Mission Catholic Church in Boyle Heights. A measure
1: to allow supervision over the county sheriff. As
3: we know, there's been a lot of questions about how the sheriff is using his power. And this measure is just to, to supervise, to make sure that he's not abusing the power. Father Bussey not only urging the congregation to vote but some now claim endorsing the passage of ballot measure A that's the one at the center of the contentious standoff between the sheriff and the county board of supervisors if it's passed it would give the supervisors the power to remove the sheriff to remove an elected official from office
0: I'm catholic myself and so it's kind of what is there a different
1: standard if it's something you like versus something you don't like or are they answering to someone else is not a higher
3: authority are they answering to a Political pressure. The sheriff taking issue after the LA Archdiocese took issue with the sheriff, criticizing the religious theme the sheriff used in this campaign ad earlier this year.
0: Lord, give me the strength to protect the public from violent crime. And the church was quick to denounce, oh my God, we do not do
1: that. We're not involved any way with political activity yet. I heard the
3: audio of the Of the priest saying basically vote for measure A to hold the sheriff accountable and like that sounds pretty much like politics to me. And Father Bussey now reacting. Yeah, good afternoon, Father Brennan. Telling this Instagram social media influencer during a phone interview, he did not use his Sunday sermon to preach a specific political position.
0: I did not get explicit permission from the Archdiocese, but there was no partisan position taken. I'm not advocating for the removal of the sheriff at all, and I don't think I ever have.
3: An ally, the father, stressing he did not make a political stand in his sermon. And that is very important. Why? Because it's the way the churches are able to maintain their non tax status, their tax exempt status, staying out of politics altogether. All of this, though, was part of cards being handed out at that church, other churches yesterday by the nonprofit group LA Voice. It says its goal here was just to, to get the message out, to make people aware, to get them out in vote in a few weeks because the big election is coming up. Still, though, the argument, the debate goes on tonight. This might be one case where politics and religion collided with each other. For now, we're live here in Pasadena. Back to both of you, we go. Certainly seems like it, Ed. Thank you. Classic uh, cl- classic
1: case of double standard hypocrisy. Uh, uh, you know, uh, if, let me tell you, if Sheriff Villanueva was a hardcore, progressive, leftist, uh, culture of death, modernist, boy, oh, boy, uh, and if he made statements that that uh, aligned with the left uh, i don't think uh archbishop gomez would have said anything but the fact that you can see that he's tracking uh, as a patriot as a conservative as a person of faith and that's that uh is what they would call uh you, you know they they probably call that i don't know you know white guilt or something and sheriff, Bla- sheriff Villanueva is not he's he, i think he's cuban he's puerto rican is Puerto Rican. Ruben, this is this is open hypocrisy. This is awful. And I'll tell you why, because for years, people like Jesse Jackson uh, and Al Sharpton and many others, uh, Clintons, they go to Protestant churches and hold political campaign speeches 100%. during the sermon. They've been doing this for decades. And yep. the IRS has never come knocking at their door where they are 15s and uh, perp walked them to a police car uh again the, the the it's just when the democrats are in power this is the way they abuse their power against people that are conservative people of faith and people on the right
2: exactly yeah so we're gonna have to see how this plays out and uh you know i'm, I'm hoping the uh the voters um uh, see right through this and he's done a lot of good things for the com- for the community in and, and the county of LA and uh even he's gone into parts of the city you know like Venice and cleaned up the homeless population and and uh going on the buses that and and taking the 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 drug addicts and the homeless off of the off the uh metro link so that the people can feel safe in their community when they're traveling to and from work so uh, i i think uh that it's these the politicians that are um, bringing the bad light to him I, I don't think it's the community i think they they're going to endorse him
1: yeah no but but the but the politicians are again they're tied in with the media so they have the power okay. of the media to put out their their anti vianueva message and uh most people never hear from the little guy like you and i the the rank and file citizen who's pro vienueva you know something very interesting about Cher Villanueva when he initially when he ran and i was following his campaign initially he ran as a liberal, Ruben.
2: Well, yeah, he, yeah, he did. He, he
1: and, did, and, and and so I wasn't sure about him. I was saying, "Oh man, this guy, another guy, another guy who's you know, you know, got sold out to the left and stuff." Because I was looking at his website, and he had like you know, uh, you know, La Raza Unida uh, for Villanueva, Mecha for Villanueva. and I mean, all these wack wacky, you know, socialist, you know, b- groups, even racist groups, and uh, endorsed you know, him. Yeah. Yeah, AFL CIO, SEIU. So I said, hmm, I don't know. I don't know about this guy. Who knows? I mean, but I'll tell you one thing. He sure surprised me, and he probably surprised all those people that that endorsed him because they're probably saying, "Hey, this guy turned out to be something else." Because he did. He morphed into a normal, uh, you know, a, no- a just i I'm not even saying a concern a normal. Demo- sheriff Dem- that has uh, n- yeah, yeah. He, he he morphed into the democrats of the 60s the kennedy john f kennedy scoop jackson democrat
2: but to, but just to his credit he like he, he said on our show uh he didn't change he's always been in the middle uh a moderate de- you know and yeah just he uh they've the left has just moved so far left that they've abandoned him and so now he looks like he's now he looks like like he's a you know a trump supporter, like a conservative, which he's not but he's he has traditional values that you know we all believe in most of us in law enforcement have those kind of values and I'll tell you what if John F Kennedy was here today they'd be blasting him too because oh. he he'd be a conservative according to the way the left the woke left is uh, is is you know uh, where they're
1: traveling to. Yeah, John F. Kennedy said, do not ask what this country can do for you, ask what you can do for this country. That's the exact opposite message of Bernie Sanders and AOC that say, don't ask what you can do for this country, ask what this country can do for you. Stick out your hand and get get entitlements. AOC, Bernie Sanders and the squad and many others have a complete opposite message of john f kennedy back in 1961
2: yeah so Jess, i'm just going to tell you uh because i i I don't know that we can endorse candidates here but i'll tell you what uh this guy who's running against him he uh luna he was a chief at long beach and i i have buddies at long beach that said they they couldn't stand him over there and um and now he's the same people that are that are uh, supporting uh, the uh, the district attorney George Soros not George Soros, well George Soros is supporting him but he, he the, the district attorney Gascon are now supporting Luna so this could be a two headed monster if he he gets in as sheriff with Gascon and Luna uh, wow. the, the, the chief law enforcement officers in the, in this, in the county it, that could be ugly so uh, we hope our voters will uh, do the right thing when they go to the poll
1: yeah. Up okay. next, we'll talk about Bishop Athanasius Snyder and the persecution of the Latin Mass.
0: Now, back to Jesus 911. If this call is not an emergency, dial 888 526 2151.
2: Jesus 911, Virgin Most Powerful Radio. Uh, we are going to cover a story on. Bishop Snyder Bishop Athanasius Snyder he's uh he's saying that the Pope's persecution of the Latin Mass is an abuse of power which must be resisted thank God for this I mean he, he's got the right name Jesse Athanasius because uh this is sounding like a little bit of the Harry Aryan persecution uh of the church back
1: in the fourth century Ruben, you know what and back back when uh back when when uh, Marcella Fev was going through his uh, polemics against the church. There yeah. wasn't that many voices back then. Now there's a lot of voices. right? Uh, and, and now because of podcasts and the internet, now a lot... In other words, what I'm saying is the Latin Mass will never go away at this point, I'm telling you right now. Because, because of the internet, there's too many voices out there that are extolling the beauties of the Latin Mass. And the more that uh the people in rome try to squash the latin mass you know what happens all it does is breed more curiosity and and people uh that have never heard of the latin mass say hey maybe i'll go check it out well, what's what's up with this latin mass that, that 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 uh why does rome want to get rid of it all they're doing ruben is, is sending a looky loose and then people get hooked uh people tell me that across the country but uh, Bishop Athanasius Snyder, he says that uh, this uh, focusing on recent drastic restrictions imposed by Pope Francis and Cardinal Al- Arthur Roche on the TLM of the church, Bishop Schneider stated that a restriction or prohibition of the traditional form of the liturgy is baseless since the Holy Spirit does not contradict himself. And, and here's something interesting, I mean, when you think about it, the Novus Ordo Mass uh is only been around for about fifty two years. And, and and the and one of the problems that a lot of the bishops have is that Pope Francis is calling this the unique expression of the church's liturgy. How can something that's fifty-two years old be the unique expression of the entire Roman Rite, one you know, one of the lungs of the church, the Western Rite. Uh, I mean, we seem to for, be forgetting that before those fifty-two years, there was a thousand nine hundred years of of a previous right, and even the eastern uh, the Eastern Catholics have their own right. So, um,
2: yeah, just but, this was the mass of all the popes and of all the saints, and uh, that uh, you know the Holy Spirit uh, allowed it, and 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 to say this is uh, basically uh, it's no longer valid, uh, or, or or we're not going to. We're not going to say this in our churches. That's just, again, That's this is evil. That just, the, the, you know, the, the Holy Spirit can't be uh, contradicting himself.
1: Yeah. That's yeah. for sure. No, no, you're right. I'm going to go right to the section where it says limits of papal authority, because here's where it gets really meaty. Just as the Pope cannot abolish the Apostles' Creed, noted Bishop Schneider, neither can he prohibit the use of the traditional Mass, for to do so would be an abuse of power. Pope Francis had cited Pope Pius V's liturgical regulations when promoting *Traditionis Custodis. But Schneider explained how this was not comparable. St. Pope, Pope Pius V had not declared that the liturgy, according to the Roman Missal he published in 1570, was the only lex orandi* of the Roman Church and the Roman Rite, he noted. Now declaring the reformed of Pope Paul VI as the sole unique expression of the Lex Orandi of the Roman Rite, as Pope Francis is doing, this violates the 2,000-year tradition of all the Roman pontiffs who have never shown such a rigid intolerance. Bishop Schneider said, It's a rigidity, uh, employing one of Francis's words, used often in his campaign against the ancient liturgy. Indeed, Bishop Schneider rejected Francis's claims in Traditionis Custodis, saying that, quote, one cannot suddenly create a new rite, as Paul VI has done, and declaring it as the exclusive voice of the Holy Spirit in our time, and in the same time, praying the previous rite, which was almost unchanged in the span of at least a thousand years, and say it's deficient, and harmful to the spiritual life of the faithful.
2: So and argue, I, I take, Dr. Peter, yeah, Dr. Peter Kwasniewski just would say, would would argue that this this uh, this liturgy goes all the way back to like seventeen hundred years. So
1: yeah, yeah, he I, I know I know people say it goes at least to at least Pope Gregory the Great, which yeah. back in the fifth century, at least maybe sooner. Yeah, uh, and and I. Uh, I would actually say that the first Latin Mass was at the foot of the cross. Think about this. The Roman soldiers were speaking in Latin, and some of them came to faith, Reuben, Some of them were saying, you know, uh, truly this is the Son of God. Uh, many Roman soldiers came to faith in Christ at the crucifixion, and guess what language they were speaking? <laughs>
2: <laughs> yep, you guessed yeah, just, it.
1: Yeah, just, I, I, you know, I'm... I'm just making, because that's what the Mass is. It's the once and for all sacrifice of Calvary made present. And there were many people there speaking Latin, many people there speaking Hebrew, and many people uh, speaking Greek, but nobody was speaking English or Spanish there, Ruben.
2: (laughs) So no mariachis, right? Not
1: at all, dude. (laughs) Yeah. So such argumentation inevitably leads to the conclusion that the Holy Spirit, in contradicting Himself which would be impossible, Bishop Schneider noted. Then it goes on to talk about weakness of Novus Ordo, if you want to pick it up from there.
2: Okay. Uh, yes. He says, one of the most prominently known bishops to publicly celebrate the ancient liturgy explained to the conference that it contained and radiated eminent doctrinal integrity and ritual sublimity. That he's talking about the Novus Ordo. Uh, he suggested no, that... oh, op- no,
1: no. No, I think he's talking about the... You think he's talking about the Novus order there? Yeah. No, to do, yeah. yeah, it says the ancient liturgy. I think he's talking about the TLM. Oh,
2: okay, yeah, you're right, you're right. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, so, furthermore, he suggested that opponents of the Mass were concerned about such aspects as the splendor of truth, sacredness, and supernaturality of the traditional rite of Mass worries. Those clerics in high church positions in the Vatican and others who have embraced a new revolutionary theological stance which is closer to the Protestant view of the Eucharist and of worship, which is characterized by anthropocentrism and naturalism. Man-centered. Yep. And then the Novus Ordo of Paul VI, without a doubt, he says, weakens the doctrinal clarity about the sacrificial character of the Mass and weakens considerably the character of sacredness and the mystery of the worship itself. Wow. Good description. Paul, Paul VI's new Mass was an act of true revolution. This is what's uh, uh, Athanasius Snyder says noting that he was the first pope in 2,000 years who dared to make a revolution of the order of mass, a true revolution Go ahead Jess
1: The bishop who himself faced great trials as a child in order to practice the Catholic faith warned that the tr- traditional liturgy would soon become consigned to the catacombs in order to pass the traditional liturgy on through the generations "...such a great liturgical treasure of the Church, as the traditional form of the Mass represents, cannot simply be destroyed," he said. "...this liturgical treasure is the property of the Church, not the private property of any particular Pope." "...the current persecution against a rite, which the Roman Church jealously and unchangingly guarded during at least one millennium, therefore long before the Council of Trent, resembles now an analog situation of the persecution of the integrity of the Catholic faith during the Arian crisis in the 4th century." Those who at that time, Ash, Bishop Schneider says, kept unchangingly the Catholic faith were banned by the vast majority of the bishops from the churches. And they right. were first to celebrate a kind of clandestine masses, close quote. Bishop Schneider also extensively uh, quoted from the letters of St. Saint Saint Basil the Great, drawing a comparison between the hierarchy of the saints' time and the current era, noting... First, that today's clerks and bishops who promote impiety are promoted. He's quoting directly from St. Basil's description about the church of his time. Bishop Schneider stated, quote, The doctrines of true religion are overthrown. The laws of the church are in confusion. The ambition of men who have no fear of God rush into high post and exalted office and is now publicly known as the prize of impiety. Wow, sounds like he's uh, uh, talking about the church today in 2022 that- in Rome and the USCCB. Spot on. Go ahead, Ruben.
2: Yeah, so resistance and hope is the next uh, segment here. Yes, yet despite such a warning about the catacombs, Sander did not promote fear, but rather hope for the future of the church. Quote, the church is always, and even in the pontificate of Pope Francis, in the almighty hands of Christ, not in our hands, he said. He described the current crisis of the church as the Golgotha hours, which Hmm. she suffered with Christ, the head of his mystical body. In the face of this persecution, uh, the auxiliary of Astana urged Catholics to keep our great sobriety, common sense, and supernatural vision. We should not yield to the temptation and assume an attitude of resolving with human means the immense crisis of the church. Instead, he called on Catholics to welcome the, quote, liturgical exile as a persecution Mm -hmm. suffered for, for God. We can say to those spiritually blinded and arrogant churchmen of our day who disdain the treasure of the traditional rite of the Mass and who persecute Catholics who are attached to it. We can say you will not succeed in overcoming and extinguishing the traditional rite of the Mass. Most Holy Father, Pope Francis, you will not succeed in extinguishing the traditional rite of the Mass. Why? You're fighting against the work which the Holy Spirit so carefully and artfully has woven throughout centuries and ages. The Catholic Church... With his visible head, the Roman pontiff will again be the pillar of the beauty and the sacredness of the rite of the Holy Mass, since the Holy Spirit does not contradict himself, he said.
1: Powerful words from uh, Archbishop Athanasius Snyder. Ruben, you know what? A lot of people feel like him, they just don't say it. Uh, you know, as I travel around the country, I talk to a lot of priests, and they speak, ex- and these are parish priests that have learned the Latin Mass and, and diocesan parishes. They talk exactly like Athanasius Snyder, but they just say, I just try to keep my head low because I don't want to get in the bishop's radar. But more and more people have encountered the beauty, the sacredness, and the and the uniqueness of the Latin Mass. Mm-hmm. And uh, it, th- there's no way at this point, I'm telling you, there's no You know, maybe 40 years ago, without the internet, without social media, they almost squashed it. And I know you were part of that movement to, to keep it alive. I mean, literally... You were in the bunkers for years. But yeah. uh, as a result now of communications, Ruben, and, and the knowledge that we have now, there's no way they'll be able to squash this. There's no way. Yeah, it's the work of the Pope Holy Francis,
2: Spirit. He's, Pope Francis is, is an aged man, and you know, he's not going to see this. There's not going to live long enough to see this through.
1: No. No, because uh, people in the Latin mass are having babies, babies, and babies, and they're going to outlast the liberals and modernists. Hey, that's there a wrap, Ruben. Uh, right. Two Catholics that love the Lord Jesus Christ, retired cops. We are EOW, end of watch. Up next, Gary Michoud, hands-on apologetics. Stick around. Don't uh, change that dial. And uh, as St. Father DePio says, pray hope and don't worry. Worry is useless. God is merciful, and we'll hear your prayer. We are out. Seven.